0: Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a fan of this podcast, you already know the 50-year mission is the definitive oral history of Star Trek, and Secrets of the Force will tell you everything you want to know about the history of Star Wars, but what you probably don't know is Ed Gross and I have a new book coming out this July, They Shouldn't Have Killed This Dog, The Complete Uncensored, Ass-Kicking Oral History of John Wick, Gun Fu, and the New Age of Action, coming from St. Martin's in hardcover, digital, and audio. You can order it today. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. This is Darren Doctorman and we are the Inglorious Trasper. I thought it was a classic femme fatale. Just so much fun. Like that Shakespearean lace in your acting.
1: I said, Gene, what do you want from this
2: character? I want you to just take the character and make it your own. <laughs> <laughs> I had a good time on the film. On day one, the movie was already $15 million over budget. We started this movie without an ending. That's like painting yourself into a corner.
0: I don't think we've ever had a Star Trek captain on our show.
3: Being, as you said, number one on the call sheet, it is a producer's position if you're going to take it seriously. I was
0: so glad they didn't cast me as Lorca. You famously wrote that script in 12 days. One level, I wrote the script. And on another level, the story was written by everybody. In his brother. New episodes every Saturday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or download the Electric Now app. Keep on trekking, Ingloriously, of course. Inglorious Treksperts, the only podcast for fans with a life, is available every Friday, wherever you listen to podcasts. And on the free Electric Now app. Download it today.
1: Best
0: Movies Never Made, as featured in Entertainment Weekly, is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on the free Electric Now app. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and this is the 430 movie season five with Wow, Your well, I can't say five hosts because it's only four, <laughs> but your favorite 430 movie commentators are back, starting with Mr. Monday, Steve Melching. Well, hi there. I, I, I can't believe we're still doing this after all these years. Terrific Tuesday. It's Darren Doctorman. Hi there, kids. Welcome to Tuesday. Wacko Wednesday, Mr. Ashley Edward Miller. There are four hosts! Of course, (laughs) I'm Mark Altman on Thursday. Now, for those of you who who don't know how this works or or may have forgotten, we program a fantasy theme week of films from Monday to Thursday. And then on Friday, it's Anything Goes. Much like that little Nurtachi. He's a small guy. And we we, we, uh, come to a consensus. We're for our Friday pick. And that, there, there you go. Hopefully, if all goes well. And uh, <laughs> there we have we, we, we have a, a theme week. Now, in the past, in the past, uh, once a film was uh, selected, it generally couldn't be picked again. It was out. Unless we forgot. You're, you're, <laughs> you're out, Tom. You're out. You're usually out. <laughs> but, you know, as we were prone to bouts of amnesia, sometimes... A film could sneak back in, but it wasn't really supposed to. Well, for the fifth season, we have come together, and it's anything goes. It's an all-new 430 movie. Everything is eligible again. Wow.
1: It's (laughs) Antidote.
0: Antidote. 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 I got to tell you, for a movie that most people don't like, I love Dr. Jones. That was actually picked a number of times on our show. Mm -hmm. It was only supposed to be like, I went, I went, you know, to prepare. I, I was like Steve today. I actually prepared. I, um, I found out, I was surprised to see how many times the we picked only Indiana people, Jones and the Temple the of Doom. The only people
2: who don't like Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom are Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good movie. It's a awesome Get movie. over it.
0: And, uh, and the usual you walk stuff from s- here. Usual suspects showed up a couple of times. Uh-huh. A couple of things. In, in fact, we inaugurated this podcast. This is way, way, way in the ancient days before everyone and their mother had a podcast. It was just us, <laughs> a few other before people. Us. Before, before us, before my mother. We we actually, you remember when we started to to the first podcast? You remember? It wasn't even the 4:30 movie yet. Yeah, you remember that?
1: Yeah. What yeah. do we call it? Uh, Actually, we, I think have, we did call it the 430 yeah, movie. No. It
4: just—it was a totally different format.
0: No,
1: no. We did, it was together. like an
4: entirely different podcast. We didn't have a
0: title for it.
1: We yeah, were trying to figure out a title. Base yeah. of a certain age. Yeah, we, we, were sc-
0: we were screwing around with a bunch of titles. We, we talked about this, is how long ago this was. We talked about Solo had just come out. And we were talking about the movie Solo and a bunch of other random topics. Books we read. Uh, movies we've seen, TV we're watching. Didn't we
1: the, have uh, a whole the,
4: thing with the engineer yeah, in to booth, say, and we would the,
1: have conversations with we had, him? We had the dating shift. habits, the dating habits with, of our engineer.
0: Yep, that's right. Our it engineer. was like a radio show. Are those episodes still available? They're not. You, it, it, it's it's like the cage. You can only get it in black and white, <laughs> well, and partially in color. We, but, should, we uh, should bring those back on our college lecture tour.
2: <laughs> These are our first episodes that we put <laughs> they together. Were
0: kind of fun for
2: many years ago. We hope you enjoy them. Remember, some parts are in
0: black and white. <laughs> <laughs> so then we, we basically did our second pilot. Now, our second pilot was indeed the 430 movie. This was something that those of us who grew up in New York knew very well. It was a uh, theme weeks on uh, ABC, W-A- WABC. Uh-huh. Um, a lot of uh, cities had these kind of movie theme weeks. Uh, it was back before the age of home videos, so you were sort of at the mercy of Whatever was in the TV guide and fourth day movie was very clever. They would program things like Planet of the Apes week and Science Fiction Week and Movie Monster Week, and it was it was really a lot of a lot of Disaster Week, lot lot of lot of fun. So this was our homage to that, and our we inaugurated the show on August twentieth, two thousand eighteen, within the shadow of Star Wars Week. In the shadow of Star Wars Week, these were movies that were influenced by Star Wars, um, and uh, I want to ask. Uh, You, Steve, do you remember, you know, Ashley has gotten this uh, pigeonholed as the crazy guy, the wild guy, the Steve Martin of the podcast, in a sense. And (laughs) he always selects things that are out there. But do you remember in the shadow of Star Wars what Ashley's pick was? It was pretty in the box back then. I I I sure
1: do. I got it right in front of me. I see what everyone's picks are. Ashley's pick. But does Ashley remember? I do. It was Battle Beyond the Stars.
0: Ding, ding, ding. You are correct, sir. Well, Steve, this trivia thing is not going to go very well if you have the list in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> if you have the answers. What is this? What is this,
4: like,
1: a quiz show? No, it's, <laughs> yes. we, haven't, we
0: haven't picked quiz show yet, which is surprising <laughs> no, after four years.
1: I'm sure I picked quiz show. I must have. Nope. It's a nope. good movie. Somebody it's a great it.
0: movie directed by Robert Redford with um, uh, the can, great uh, Ralph I
1: haven't picked it. It's so freaking good. How did we I miss can, that on I the 430 see, movie? I can
0: see that Habsburg lip. Um. <laughs> uh, the following week on august 26th was superhero week and not surprisingly this is before we cemented our position so monday was ashley miller and he picked
4: i what know it would have
0: been darren's pick superman the movie that's right but darren do you remember what you picked no not at all that's right because your pick would have been batman 66 except steve Melching. Took it for Tuesday. (laughs) Unfortunately, you were in the unenviable position of being on Wednesday, where you picked Iron Man. Oh, yeah, that's reasonable. I remember what Mark picked. I'm sure you do. It was a movie you were very uh, intimately familiar with. Movie you wrote, First Class. That is correct, sir. And of course, on Friday, uh, the consensus pick was Black Panther. And uh, we had a lot of fun 30. the following week. 9 11 was uh, seven days of 007 where we expanded we're not our lineup. Going through all our. Episodes, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Are you, are you guys, <laughs> for the last we're four not, seasons, <laughs> we're This is a, a walk down memory lane. And in fact, walk in the park. I want to, uh, you know, and we we had it. We experimented with special guests. One week we had the great Ryan Condell, who is now the showrunner of House of the Dragon for HBO. Uh, he was with us for Sword and Sorcery Week. Damn right. We're, Which is a great uh, episode,
4: by the way. hmm.
0: Uh, it was a great episode, and we had some great picks that week. Dragon Slayer, Conan the Barbarian, Excalibur, Krull, and Clash of the Titans. You know who picked Krull, don't you? Oh, well, come on. <laughs> who you know, wouldn't, wouldn't pick Krull? I mean, a couple weeks later, Dean Devlin joined Raven. us for Alien Invasions <laughs> Week, which was another, another terrific week. So I want to ask you guys, do you have a favorite week that we've done in these last five seasons of... Um, movie. I'll start with you,
1: Steve. Oh my gosh. Uh, I I, I don't know. I'm I'm fond of all the weeks. I mean, they're just so much fun as a, you know, as as a cinephile. It's just fun to talk about movies from all different genres, all different eras, all different actors. Um, I I don't know. Um, I I am fond of the, the cheesier weeks, though, like video game week or sword and sorcery week. Those are a lot of fun.
0: You know, Ashley, I got to tell you, I was very proud because I thought that uh, this week was going to be a disaster. The Ides of March week, which was our Shakespeare week. And uh, it turned out to be a great week. And a lot of that had to do with your uh, stories about um, uh, Kenneth Branagh and working with him on Thor. But um, because, of course, we pitched his wo- uh, picked his wonderful Henry V, Henry V uh, on Wednesday, a more inside the box pick for you than we're used to. Um, that was a great week, wasn't it? That was an amazing week. Um, and it was, uh,
4: and I, I agree with you. It's like, I I think we all sort of went into that week wondering how interesting <laughs> that uh, that particular week was going to be. But then it turned into a really
0: great conversation. The
1: yes. Shakespeare guy. Shakespeare guy. The Shakespeare <laughs> right. guy.
0: That is such a great story. Now, this story, a lot of you may think is <laughs> apocryphal, but of course it's not. Um, Al Pacino is a big fan of Bill Shatner. And I we've told this story on our sister podcast in Glorious But apparently when he was watching Generations, his Bel Air print, this is the prints that go around to the celebrities before uh, you know, he he wanted to see it. Before there weren't any prints. <laughs> before there <laughs> were any prints. So right. he's watching Generations in his home screening room with a bunch of friends. And he's literally sort of doing his own audio commentary. And when <laughs> Captain Kirk uh 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 you know falls prey to the machinations of uh Sorum and we're talking Ugh.
1: William Shatner, Captain Kirk, yeah, no right. Chris the Chris Times right, Captain, no, no, Kirk. The,
0: the real Captain Kirk, and and uh, Pacino is indignant. He goes, It took a whole mountain to kill Kirk. He's twice the man of the Shakespeare guy. The Shakespeare guy falls and he cries and he's crying, but not Kirk. It takes an entire <laughs> mountain to kill him.
1: And 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 if I had any doubts
0: that I loved Al Pacino. Uh well they, they went away after that because uh, that is some of the coolest things ever. And I having the chance to share that story with Bill Chatner personally was it was a lot of fun. So um <laughs> I gotta ask you, Darren. Um yes. We there is one episode of the show, one episode of the show Just that one. never was broadcast. What that was never dropped because we did it at a convention oh. and the sound got right. screwed up, and of course. Can you tell us what happened to the sort of the lost episode, the missing episode, the lost was that, kinescope?
2: Was that the Joss Whedon? It was. Yes. It was Whedon week. That's right. Got, yeah, and then, then
4: we did that bad. interview that we thought would make the uh, the week better. And, it just and then to, it got canceled. <laughs> and then yeah. it
0: got canceled. <laughs> does, does anyone remember? Because I, I, I have, I have, I think. What, Somebody what, picked Serenity for some. Well, I think reason. that was Friday, actually, because what I have here. And this may not be right because I tried to put it together um, because I do not have the audio. You're Steve Melching put it back together. Steve Melching, Toy Story.
1: That was uh, the only one I could remember from that I, week. I couldn't I, remember what anyone else's picks were. I, I think Ashley picked The Avengers, unless that was Darren.
0: Maybe? Because then I have Much Ado About Nothing, which was my pick. Friday was Serenity, and then I have Question Marks next to Alien Resurrection. Did anyone Maybe pick? Alien Resurrection. Okay, I think you picked Alien Resurrection, and Darren picked The Avengers. Right, because I kind of I vaguely add. don't like The Avengers. Because we did this at um, we did this at the uh, Whedon Con. And, what did he uh, have
2: to do with Toy Story?
4: He
0: wrote. He it. wrote it.
2: No. <laughs>
4: yeah, he did. Surely not.
2: Yes,
0: he surely did.
4: Not. <laughs> surely not. In
0: fact, surely Winters not, not only did surely. he write it, and I've told the surely story. Temple not. I've told this story before on the podcast. Uh, I had just seen him at a Writers Guild event. And then that weekend, I went to the old, long-lost, lamented Crest Theater in Westwood to go see Toy Story opening weekend. And as I'm leaving, I see this guy ducking in the back row. I shall duck behind this. Um, And it was Joss Whedon. And I'm like, Joss, what are you doing here? You know, uh, did (laughs) you see the movie? He goes, I just wanted to watch it and see how the audience reacted. And he was so chagrined. Why does
2: it say on IMDb then? That the writers were John Lasseter, Pete Doctor, and Andrew Stanton. Because yeah. Look lies. at the story credit. Look at these stories. No, things. stories
0: by Andrew Stanton. Now, J- Joss wrote Toy Story. He did. Yeah. Well, yeah. then he doesn't get a credit for it. Well, Nicholas Margaret oh. doesn't get a credit for Star Trek II, but he wrote it. That's I don't true. know. No, no, we know. I don't know. We know. <laughs> Maybe he took it off the credit. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, okay. Um, we also did some great uh, panels at uh, Comic-Con. It's always great to um, uh, do these live um, and 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 see, uh, attract a whole new audience. There's always a huge spike after any Comic-Con appearance where people discover the show and uh, get a chance to uh, do it. Darren, you know, we've done a lot of um, actor weeks. One of my favorites was Hackman Fever, right? <laughs> do you remember what your pick was for Hackman Fever? Uh no, I look, I can't remember what I did last week. Well, that was an interesting week because Steve picked the conversation. You right. picked, not surprisingly. Dun, 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 dun. Superman again? I don't <laughs> know. I, I wouldn't have done that because no. it was already picked. You did. Ashley Edward Miller picked Uncommon Valor. Interesting yeah, pick. Right, I did. I picked Bonnie and Clyde, and our consensus for Friday was the French connection. Why Great. didn't I also? Pick, isn't why that, didn't I like, where Crimson we tried? first invented I don't know, the uh,
4: Mu- the Muppet uh, French Connection and all that other stuff? <laughs> that may be the, the first
0: week? episode where we uh, where we had the yeah, the Muppets uh, <laughs> do um, a classic film. Which it's became, the Muppet
1: Week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that became a a recurring uh, motif. Uh, I'm rescinding my selection, and I'm picking Crimson Tie. Okay, well, you know that was uh, featured later on. On wasn't under the Sea Week. Probably.
1: Uh, I don't remember. (laughs) Darren, are you suggesting we do a special edition of that episode? A special
2: director's edition?
1: (laughs) Well, I I think
0: there have been uh, some really interesting. One of the more offbeat weeks was our Star Wars holiday special, which presumably you thought was going to be about um, Star Wars movies. Instead, Steve set us off on a very interesting direction with Steve.
1: Oh, the making of Star Wars TV special. That's
0: right. right. And then Darren picked up on that thread with... Uh, I think I said SPFx The Emperor Strikes Back. You did not use <laughs> it. The NPR Star Wars radio show. Oh, yeah, that's good. Let's that's see how many pick. of these we can I don't even remember don't these it was. Episodes.
4: It was the uh, Gendy Tartofsky uh, Clone Wars. Indeed right. it was.
0: And I picked uh, Turkish Star Wars. And on Friday, the film we're all going to see at the Academy Theater on May 31st. Star Wars. And by all you mean you guys and i'm oh, so no, jealous
4: unless you, like i you, find you a way he... out there and i mug someone and take their ticket
2: now gendy tartakovsky he was partners with pokey right gendy yes. and
4: pokey yeah gendy and pokey yes, yes. So. yes. <laughs> i'm good and i'm gendy that book uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> i have to say that um some you know obviously some of my favorite shows were our guilty pleasure episodes but also i really love secret santa you know, because yeah. this was where we picked a good. film that one of our compatriots had not seen that we thought they would like. And um, so we got to watch them for the first time. So Steve watched
1: Orgasmo and, and, loved, and, and <laughs> Thanks loved to it. Mr. Miller, I believe. You're welcome. Yeah.
0: Darren, you remember what film I gave you for a secret Santa? I remember watching it. And I can't remember the title. <laughs> I'll say this for him. He's consistent. Uh, that was Wait Until Dark, Terrence Young's Wait yes, Until of Dark. Course. Uh, Ashley Miller watched Spanish the Spanish prisoner. prisoner. Yep, that's right. And right. Uh, that was for me. Yeah, and it was great. I, right. I was uh, graced with uh, a movie about those damn free grazers, <laughs> open range, <laughs> which is a great movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I really
4: enjoyed it. Really enjoyed I, it. I'll say my personal favorite week was the well actually either of them but like the very first movies were thankful for a week yeah. we just all got so personal about these films and how they affected us um on a very human level and i think that uh it was just i don't know it was it was pretty raw it was pretty real and i dug it
0: yeah i you know it's so funny i do too i think those were really special weeks we did it a couple of times for thanksgiving and it always was very meaningful uh, these special connections. Also, Mother's Day and Father's Day was like that too. Uh, yeah, those were those were great weeks. And, and Father's awesome. Day was very popular, actually, wasn't it? it was super popular. Some of our highest rated shows. Um, another show that was very personal that I, I personally enjoyed was New Year's resolutions. This was an episode mm. where uh, we uh, watched movies that we basically cover. we'd never seen that we should have. Right. So right. Steve saw Cinema Paradiso. We had a great spirited discussion about that. Um, uh, Darren uh, in, uh, watched Ordinary People for the first time. Yeah. Uh, and a great uh, joy to me, joy and uh, peace and contentment. I was thrilled to see Ashley Edward Miller uh, watch Annie Hall for the first which I time. I fell in love with. Which was uh, wonderful. And, of course, I watched uh, the great uh, Harold and Maude from Hal Ashby for the first time. What a wonderful week that was to have a chance to... Uh, watch all those films. Um, and I will ask you this, and then I want to get to our, uh, our our first new week in a long time. What was the week you thought was going to be a dud? Because I know what mine was. I was convinced I, I, the monkey business would be a disaster. <laughs> I just thought this was the stupidest topic for, for a show, and I couldn't believe we were doing it. And um, so uh, it was really interesting. I still, I'm looking at it, and I'm looking right now, it's like, Steve picked King Kong versus Godzilla to start us off. Darren followed up with Mighty Joe Young. Uh, Ashley Edward Miller with Brain Dead, also known as Dead Alive. <laughs> I thought we were brain dead for doing this episode. I picked the uh, the great Beneath the Planet of the Apes, uh, which also showed up, by the way, on our 101 greatest sci-fi movies of all time, Holiday Countdown on Inglorious Trexperts. And if you haven't listened to that, now that it's done, all 17 hours, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not
2: 16 it's, hours. You, you
0: wonder why we haven't done any of these four three movies in a while. It's because we were busy recording these stupid 101 episodes for <laughs> Inglorious <laughs> Trucksports. It, it turned out really well. And it's I think we had a very spirited and interesting conversation about all these great science fiction movies. So if you haven't listened to that, you may want to check that out on Inglorious Trucksperts. And spirited then, is code for us sounding like we're drunk. No, I thought it was uh, no. And then a uh, monkey business concluded with uh, on Friday with Kong Skull Island, which was very right. much in the spirit of the old 4:30 movie. So that was great, and I, I, to this day I'm still thrilled that um, our films about filmmaking week, which I thought would be one of our that lower rated one. episodes, that was a great week and a very successful week. So is there another week that you thought would just be maybe you had the same impression I did of Monkey Business week?
1: Oof. For me, it was probably uh, Hail to the Chiefs week, which uh, I thought was an interesting idea, but uh, I don't think it was our finest hour. Although I stand by my pick. Me Bob, too. Bob Roberts, which I love. I still love that movie. I think it's great. Everyone should see it.
4: I think my pick was Escape from New York.
1: Yes, it was. A
4: number one, Duke of New York.
0: Yeah, but nobody picked Space Cowboys or what. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, that's, well, not well, that's not not president
2: Space Cowboy. That's not presidents. Did I pick Dave? You I did. Right you Dave.
0: And I think I picked the American president, right? And I think we had a we special picked, uh, guest
2: that week.
1: We did. That was Casey McKinnon,
4: That's
1: friend right. of the show. Casey McKinnon picked my fellow Americans, and Mark picked all the presidents' men. Ah, oh, there you go. Even better, the great Alan Pakula classic. Is anyone speaking to anybody watching
0: Severance right now? Not on, yet. On, on I, I too. I, I've watched three episodes of it. You don't like it, it, it? it, huh?
2: I don't enjoy it while I'm watching it, but it's interesting to think about afterwards.
0: That's so interesting. I kind of have a similar feeling about it. It, it captures very much. It feels like the conversation, you know. And it has a feeling of those old parallax view, those old seventies things. But it's not as good, you know. It's like I think it's very well directed. The production design's great. And Adam Scott's terrific. But yeah, I agree. While I'm watching it, it's not a very Adam Scott experience. always looks like he's wearing a mask. Does he? Yeah, I don't think so. He's got a strange shaped jaw and he creeps me out. I'm just glad Party Down is coming back. I'm, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Party
1: like, Down is so, good. yeah.
0: Are we having fun yet? <laughs> are we having fun yet? Well, we're about to because we are about to do, to inaugurate our fifth season, the best of the 430 movie. What does this mean? It means that we are each going to pick one movie that has been, including myself, one movie that has been. Uh, um, on the show before. It could be one you picked. It could be one someone else picked. But it's going to be one way we're going to program the ultimate fourth day movie. Now, the criteria doesn't necessarily have to be the best movie. It just, for whatever reason, this is the movie you want to pick for this week.
1: Simply the best.
0: (laughs) It's better than than all the rest. And, um It's so funny, we don't have any plans to do this episode. But after hearing that quiz show has not been picked up, I think we need to do great movies that haven't been on the 430 movie yet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> we, <true. laughs> we forgot about we, yeah,
1: exactly. I wish well, that, yeah, that movie can, needs to be on uh 4K disc. You can have not a quiz
2: show, you can have uh the Chuck Barris movie, you can uh, have uh, thank you for smoking, right? And there, there must be other game show based uh, oh, movies,
1: you know, so, by uh, the way, right. Oh, the uh, the Stephen King one. Uh. misery? Oh no, no. <laughs> with uh, the running know? man, the running man.
2: Oh, the running man.
0: Yeah, I suppose that is.
1: Should we ever pick the running man? We have not. I, I don't think,
0: think we, so. How did that fucking happen? But we did pick walk about. No, we did not <laughs> um. yeah, you know,
4: how did we not pick walk about? Like what did we not have Jenny a gutter week?
1: <laughs> well, maybe we, we should did. I think Ashley picked walk the line at some point. Though. he did. did he did
0: for Oscars.
1: Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: not, not. It's an honor not to be nominated. Which was a, right, that right. was another great week. in honor not to be nominated, and it was so important to shine a light on these movies, you know, because clearly the Academy is not uh, doing uh, anything to honor great filmmaking. Great uh, not anymore. I mean, it, <laughs> we haven't even talked about that, but this was. It's an honor not to be nominated. These are movies that were nominated for Oscars that should have won. Do the right thing was Steve Melching's pick. Uh, 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 Darren picked. Do you remember what you picked, Darren? Did I pick uh, Blade Runner? Uh, Klaatu Barada Nikto. Oh, they the Ursted That's correct. Uh, Ashley, see, I, pick- I got that one. <laughs> Ashley picked Walk the Line. Uh, my pick was David Lynch's Blue Velvet. And the consensus pick was that movie that uh, Ashley can't stand 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> I didn't,
4: I, not that I can't stand it. It's, it's no, no Chinatown. Love it. It's no Chinatown.
0: Yeah. It's okay. no Planet of the Apes. Yeah, it's <laughs> no Planet of the Apes. That's. So that that was great. But I have to say before we start, I think the, the the greatest accomplishment we the show that I thought was nearly impossible for us to pull off, we did. And oh, do you know do you know what that show was? Michael no. Kane Week. Spoiler <laughs> is spoiler week. Spoiler, <laughs> spoiler week. Oh right. Star the man. It's the crying game. Started <laughs> as a joke <laughs> over lunch. Because we used to record like five or six of these a day in the um uh you know in at the, the studio. studio before the dark times before the pandemic. And um, so at lunch, we break for lunch after record two or three and we, we were just punch drunk and we came up with Spoiler Week and we, we were doing it. You know, uh, he's actually, you know, he's he dead. actually sold his soul to the devil. <laughs> you know, the whole time. <laughs>
1: and I a and, and we,
0: we thought that we were, we were just so pleased with ourselves, so pleased. And we said, this will be a great episode. problem is when we got into the studio, like, how the hell are we going to do this? And it turned out to be a just a, a delightful episode.
2: So anyway.
0: All All right. spoilers I are agree. awesome. Before I spoil <laughs> this episode, let's begin. And let's, we're going to start. Shall we begin. You may recall the episode start with the great Steve Belching on Monday, <laughs> who will be the first to program the best of the 430 movie.
1: Well, thank you for that kind introduction. So uh, I interpreted the best of the 430 movie. Maybe a little bit differently. What Uh I did was uh, I looked at all of the films that had been picked uh, over the course of the show. And I listed all the ones uh, that I had not seen uh, at the time of the recording. And I ended up with about 25 or 30 films that had been picked over the years that I didn't see. And then I looked at the ones that I watched because of the show, because Mm -hmm. of uh, the art conversations and uh, there were a, there were a few that I that I watched that I really liked. Uh, I really liked Gunga Din. I'd never seen that. Uh, uh, Dead Men Don't Wear Plaid. I'd never seen all of. Okay. I just watched that about a month ago. It was a lot of fun. While I, the
0: cleaning lady was there, <laughs>
1: it, woman, woman? <laughs> uh, Capricorn One, which I had never seen. What? Wow! How did yeah, that? Happen? I just slipped through the cracks, and oh, uh, that's a treat. So I, I settled on one that. Uh, it made something of an impression on me. I mean, I liked all of them, but this one I particularly liked. And it was a pick that Darren Dockterman made, I think, for College Week. And it's The Paper Chase.
3: Harvard Law School, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Since its founding in 1817, it has produced 75 United States senators, 200 congressmen, 11 Supreme Court justices, and an undetermined number of dropouts and breakdowns.
2: just a screamer, man. Screams every Friday and Sunday night at exactly 12.
3: This is James T. Hart, class of 76. He has a birth certificate, a driver's license, a high school diploma, a draft card, a college degree. And he's about to spend three more years of his life chasing another piece of paper. Loudly, Mr. Hart, fill this room with your intelligence. I
1: haven't
3: read the case. 20th Century Fox presents The Paper Chase. <laughs>
2: All that stuff about grades is true. Um, so good.
1: I, I've, it aired on uh, TCM at one point, so I, I uh, DVR'd it and watched it, and uh, I thought it was terrific. It's a film from 1973, uh, written, by, uh, written and directed by James Bridges, who had also uh, done Colossus, the Forbin Project, The China Syndrome, and a favorite Clint Eastwood movie of mine, White Hunter, Black Heart. Uh, it was based on the 1971 novel uh, by a Harvard graduate based on loosely based on his uh, Harvard law experiences, uh, cinematography by Gordon Willis, uh, music by John Williams, uh, starring Timothy Bottoms, uh, the and luminous Lindsey Wagner, Edward Herman, and of course, the great John Houseman, John Houseman as uh, Professor Kingsfield, who won the Oscar that year for Best Supporting Actor for that role, and then reprised that role Reprieved. in the television series television. that followed. Uh, they did four seasons of a television show, one season on network and uh, and three seasons on Showtime. Yeah. Uh, I never I saw the Showtime show. ones, but uh, I remember seeing some of the- uh, Shout the Factory put them out. Ones. Oh, did they? Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, they put and the CBS uh, and the Showtime. Here's a dime.
1: Go
2: and tell your mother that you won't be on the 430 movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was terrific. It, you know, it, it got three Oscar nominations, uh, Best uh, Screenplay, Best Sound, and, and Supporting Actor, for which it won. And Hausman also won the Golden Globe that year for that role. And uh, it's just a terrific movie about... All the old anxieties about college bubbled back up to the surface while I watched this thing, uh, watching uh, Timothy Bottoms and his classmates deal with this professor who, you know, expected nothing but the best from his students. And, uh, you know, that anxiety about, you know, also trying to navigate this, the social part of of college where he's trying to date Lindsay Wagner, who he learns is actually the daughter of John Houseman's
0: character. Uh, this is a spoiler week, Steve.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and she's also bionic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Plays a mean <laughs>
1: game of tennis. He couldn't realize why he kept losing a tennis there.
0: She's a tennis uh, player.
1: I, I just thought it was a terrific movie and uh, I'm really thankful uh, to the 430 movie and all our conversations for uh, you know bringing up films like you know advocating for films that uh, we might not have seen. And uh,
0: Steve, that's a freaking great pick. It's not available on Blu-ray. It's only on DVD. It's hard to find. I think it might be on HBO Max right now. Um, oh,
1: that's right. I streamed it. Yes, it was on a streamer.
0: Yeah, I'm very, on HBO Max, very, yeah. very hard to find. Um, I do think you can buy it on iTunes. Um, it's really funny, Steve, that you mentioned this film. Just a couple of weeks ago, I, I was having a delivery uh, uh you know bec- uh, to the house um cuz you know because of pandemic a lot of these places they deliver stuff instead of you going to the store to pick it up and the guy's name was Mr Hart who delivered it and so me i couldn't help myself so i'm like mr hart i said have you ever watched the paper chase he's like what's that and i proceeded to bore the hell out of him explaining to hart the paper chase i did the whole <laughs> thing with here's a dime call your mother you're never going to be a lawyer and you know, it's funny. He said, you know, I'm actually a big movie fan. I got to watch that. I don't know if he was just indulging me or not, but I he felt probably just like wanted I wanted to get out of there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he, he really wanted to leave. He, but but I, I I was going on and on too much. And then my wife comes up. Like, what, what, what's going on what over here? You're with that guy for 20 minutes. I was like, his name was Mr. Hart. So, so I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't know any other Mr. Hart's, but um. I, you know i was i was trying to explain the genius of john houseman i think it was going a little too far because here the guy was like delivering my uh, i don't know ipad or whatever he was bringing or my apple watch and and it uh and and at some point I'm like well you know and John houseman and John houseman was like the producer with the mercury theater on the citizen Kane. i said you really should go <laughs> You know it's just ridiculous but I'm so glad you watched it that is i love the paper chase i I just, I think that's a great, what a great way to start the week. It's just a fantastic movie. And that brings us now (laughs) to Darren, who had a different criteria for Tuesday.
2: (laughs) I didn't necessarily have a different criteria, but I do have a different outcome. Um, I'm picking, I'm picking, thank you. I'm picking the movie that uh, is, probably if not my favorite close to my favorite it's a movie that everyone has seen at least 10 times probably more um but uh we uh grew up with it on television every uh every spring i think they would put it on maybe it was uh, during thanksgiving i don't really remember it was a long time ago but uh Wait, the great thing it, is that right warner brothers warner brothers has treated this movie so well and preserved it so well even we can't read that no i'm
4: gonna try <laughs> i'm gonna try He's I about just... to turn
2: it around it's,
4: gonna... his, it's his guess yes card.
2: in fact it is i've i've given you many clues that are uh, that led to that and it is in fact 1939's the wonderful wizard of oz no
3: one has dared the towering task of giving life and reality to the land of oz and its people Every delightful character of L. Frank Baum's classic is now reborn. Every glorious adventure has been recaptured and painted with a rainbow. The celebration in Munchkinland, the flying monkeys, the rescue of Dorothy, the castle of the witch, the palace of Oz, and Dorothy's strange journey to the Emerald City to find the wonderful wizard of Oz himself. We love to see the wizard.
2: The Wizard of Oz. We hear he is the Wizard of Wiz. If ever
3: a Wizard was, if ever a Wonder of Wiz was, the Wizard of Oz is one because, 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 of the wonderful things he does. We're off to see the Wizard, the Wonderful Wizard of Oz.
2: And uh, it is, you know, I, I was gonna, I was gonna spoil it by uh, giving the cast list. We have uh, Hickory and Hunk and And Hickory and Duck and uh, Nico and uh, uh, Emerald City Manicurist (laughs) Uh (laughs) and the Lollipop Guild and the Lollipop the 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 muscle behind the Lollipop Guild. Uh, It's uh, look, it's a classic. The music is wonderful. Everyone goes away humming the tunes. Uh, Judy Garland is luminous. Uh, and everything else is, too. It's a magical movie. It is pretty much the, the showcase of old Hollywood. All the techniques from old Hollywood coalesced into this amazing creation. Uh, the production was a mess. Uh, development was horrible. Uh, they went back and forth trying to find a cast. They had uh, several uh, very close to death injuries on the way to uh, uh, making the film, and it's really an amazing story of uh, how this magical two hours was put together. But um, man, it's uh, it's it's such a wonderful experience, even on a tiny little black and white TV set where I first saw it, and but seeing it in a theater as I did when they released the 3D version. Mm-hmm. I went to the uh, the Chinese theater and saw it in its beautiful restored version in uh, brand new 3D, which they did an amazing job with. And holy cow, it looked brand new. And the version that you can get on home video now is pristine and uh, is so good that, uh, you know, children and adults these days can experience it way better than people uh, who saw it originally released experienced it. So it's really a, a, a testament to the magic that Hollywood used to mean a long time ago, uh, back when uh, they didn't have separate tables for the actors and the craftspeople. Uh, it's uh, really a, a wonderful uh, monument to the magic that was Hollywood.
0: You know, Darren, you make such a great point because I, I went to that screening too, not a big fan of 3D, but I wanted to see Wizard of Oz in the theater with my daughter, yeah. and it was um it was an amazing experience. They did such a beautiful job. The 3D was great, and it makes me uh, disappointed I'm disappointed because you know during the pandemic, a lot of the theaters, at least in Los Angeles, did these rent the theater right where you could rent the right. theater, and they would give you choices, and generally the choices were the most anodyne. Things. You know, it was like these almost virtually direct-to-video movies and like slasher films and a bunch yeah, of crap stuff they had handy. Yeah, you know, or stuff that, you know, the only stuff that was being released during the pandemic. Why they don't give you the option to some of the theaters are still doing it to see stuff like The Wizard of Oz. And, you know, recently they just re-released The Godfather. It's like mm-hmm. I would be renting a theater every week to see Absolutely. half this stuff if they would do these classic films rather than just the new releases.
1: Yeah, I rented a theater for uh, uh, Back to the Future. Yep, that was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. You went back to the going to go back to the theater. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: But that's a, you know, Wizard of Oz. Look, that's a fantastic pick. Obviously, wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful movie. I think the biggest problem with picking it up for Tuesday is that the parents on the podcast are going to feel so comfortable with the 430 movie that things are going to really go to hell on Wednesday when Ashley (laughs) picks his film. And like, wait, we thought this was, you know, what except we thought this was okay okay for kids. (laughs) What are you doing? Guys.
4: Guys. (laughs) I can't even tell you how excited I am for Ash Wednesday. An Passo entirely different podcast. solo. <laughs> um, my process is very similar to Steve's in the sense that, um, no, in fact, it wasn't similar to Steve's at all. I, I just thought about, you know, Wednesday has become a, a very particular thing on this podcast. And even like when it wasn't Wednesday, even when it could have been any day before we decided that everybody had their their own day and I landed on Wednesday. Um, And I realized that for the best of the 4.30 movie, for Wednesday of the best of the 4.30 movie, I needed to pick the most Wednesday of all Wednesday picks. Now, I'm going to give you each a chance to write down what you believe my pick will be
0: for Wednesday. Most out-of-the-box pick. Can we have a hint? Dun, Can I have a clue? Dun, dun, dun.
4: I think he's already given us a clue. I have given you the hint. Dun, 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 dun.
0: So um, are you guys ready? No, nope, No, nope, nope, I nope. gotta I'm write still it down. F- I just got a pen. I'm still okay. I'm still thinking. So I just wanna I wanna parse that. The most out of the box pick. The most Wednesday of Wednesday. The most picks. Wednesday of all Wednesday. Okay, I think most I know. Most Wednesday of Wednesday. Okay, I just, I'm changing my, my vote. Is, I, okay,
2: I have something written down.
4: I, I right. do too.
0: Okay, very good.
4: Now, shall we reveal the votes or shall I reveal the choice first? You can I, you can reveal. You know, well, let's the reveal vote. the votes first. Uh, Darren, what what did you think? I can't see. What's it, it but say? Adam's Family. Well, that's a clever pick. That's that's clever, because
2: I
0: Wednesday.
2: Even, because Wednesday, yes. Mark, what did you choose?
0: My pick was um, the Dabney Coleman classic, Cloak and Dagger. Okay. Steve, what did you pick?
1: I almost picked uh, Adam's Family as well, but uh, I went with an old standby.
0: What does that say? Heavy Metal.
1: Heavy Metal. I will,
4: um, I will tell you that... On tonight's podcast, we have a winner. (gasps) Mark A. Altman. Correctly (laughs) intuited that my pick for the best of the 430 movie, the most Wednesday of Wednesdays. Can I cook or can I? (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Richard Franklin's uh, film of a Tom Holland script starring Dabney Coleman and Henry Thomas 1984's Cloak and Dagger.
3: His game is make believe. Their game is murder, spying, and sabotage. This is starting to get good. What? Just like Cloak and Dagger. Now, any move could be his last. You're trying to kill us. Now come on, this is Cloak and Dagger. For real, it's what you always wanted.
2: Cloak and Dagger. Now playing at a theater near you. Consult your local listing. You mean Spider-Man wrote it? For, yeah, exactly. First picked
4: for a video game week uh, and became a running joke on this podcast. I mean, look. It's the, a the running pedic- and ducking joke. <laughs> a running, ducking joke. The uh, the the, the pickery on this movie is pretty interesting if you think about it. I mean, look. First of all, Richard Franklin directed Psycho 2, which I think we can all agree was like an audacious bit of of, uh, Way of better than it ever deserved to be. Way better than it ever deserved to be. Um, the score is by Brian May, who uh, who scored Mad Max and The Road Warrior. Um, and the scores don't sound like that at all. Uh, and then written by Tom Holland, who is quite an excellent writer. And, you know, it's interesting kind of going back and, and kind of looking at some of these films and kind of thinking about some of the things that, that these guys did. Like um, Tom Holland in particular what he is most known for is Fright Night, right? Yep. He wrote it. He he's writing it. a
0: comic. Uh, it's based on Fright Night right now. Is he really? Yeah. That's fantastic. And, and, you know, he,
4: it's it's interesting looking at his stuff. He's he's considered a horror guy, but the truth of the matter is Fright Night is a little bit rear window. Um, you know, he is kind of doing a, a, a Hitchcock shtick but in different genres. And if you look at Cloak and Dagger in sort of a cockeyed Tom Holland way, you see a little bit of North by Northwest, which I think is fascinating. Um, There is a a bit of a Hitchcock sensibility to this film. I mean, unfortunately, Richard Franklin is one of those guys we would describe as a journeyman. Uh, He's a director who, who really will never elevate the material, but he will get the material where it needs to go more or less um he's okay. It, it's but it I think in the hands of the Tom Holland who directed fright Night, this would have been a more interesting film because what you can detect behind it is is um, is something that Tom Holland is is kind of wrestling with. it's you know relationships between boys and their fathers and imaginary friends and you know just uh, becoming an adult and dealing with grief and it's it's it never quite manifests, on the stage but if you sit back and you look at the story it's it's there and it's it's really interesting um Dabney Coleman uh plays both uh Henry Thomas's father and his imaginary friend Jack Flack uh who is a video game spy hero that uh that Henry Thomas wishes that he could be and it's hard to miss the connection between those two characters, the difficult relationship with father and then the imaginary friend that he wishes he could be. And that at the end of the movie, the imaginary friend is the one who goes away and the real friend, the, the person who truly loves him, his father is the, is the person who finally emerges. Um, you know, again, it's, it is, look, it's Wednesday. And the idea behind Wednesday is that we go out of the box, that we choose the thing that we're not, thinking about most of the time. Um, But there is, there's a lot to recommend this movie. It's, it's more interesting, I think than we, than we give it credit for. And uh, I I think that, um, that Henry Thomas, look, he was a find, uh, not for this movie, obviously it was like, he was, he was a, he was a find for ET, but, uh, but he's a, he's a good little actor and he grew up into like a good adult actor. You got the job kid. Exactly. That was was his audition, right? Like He got the job because he came in and he cried and it was just crazy. He's good. And Dabney Coleman, there is an actor who deserves to have, even though he doesn't have the filmography for it, he deserves to have a Dabney Coleman week on the 430 movie. Nine to five. Yeah, he's just that charismatic. He's He's just that good. He is just that good. Um, So there you go. Cloak and Dagger, 1984. Um, and in the context of this podcast, notable for the the most callback jokes, I think, uh, for any four thirty movie pick of uh, of all time.
2: So you're saying that you've picked this because of its <laughs> untapped potential, rather than its actual state.
4: Is that yes. what you're saying? Yes. Also, and we kept talking about it for weeks and weeks and weeks, weeks after down. I picked it. Like, you know, during Spy Week,
0: we're like, what? You're not going to pick uh, Cloak and Dagger? Cloak and Dagger. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, but. Um, and it's, know. It's, it's one of those movies that I haven't seen. It's In fact, it's at the <laughs> top of my list of uh, of movies picked on the show that I haven't seen. Mm-hmm. But well, I, I have to been say.
0: Picked twice. I, I thank God that um, we never picked Gotcha. Because you know you, oh know, God, you, love Gacha, you, you would have you know would have gone with Gotcha or Megaforce on, on Wednesday. Ah, so I
2: don't
4: know about Megaforce, but Gotcha, I totally would go for. it. Okay. So be prepared; at some point, Gotcha is going to happen.
2: Not to be confused with Gotcha Man.
0: Well, <laughs> also, Gotcha Man might be picked. The, well, you know. I have to say, on one hand, I'm very proud that I was able to predict your your pick. On the other hand, I'm very scared that I was able to your <laughs> pick. get out of my head but um, you get out of mind actually, yeah, as it turns out. Yeah. Oh, that's scary. Some scary stuff going on. Okay. Well, that brings us now to Thursday. 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 And uh yeah, you know, it's funny. I was really trying to think about what what is a best of 430 movie selection really mean? You know, what, are we going for the best movie? Are we going mean? for the most unique movie? You know, are we going for the movie that we're most hoping people discover that that's kind of more obscure, you know, and I, I, you know, I I went down a lot of my favorites, you know, Goodfellas, Notorious, Annie Hall, obviously the Godfather. I thought you you weren't going to find Northwestern. It was
4: very Thursday, by the way, Mark lists a shit ton of movies (laughs) that aren't his pick,
0: but, but, you know, ultimately what I realized, you know, the, the film that I, I wanted to um, that's my pick, uh, it, it happened for a number of reasons. And, it was, it was kind of instigated by a book I just read. Terrific new book. It's an oral history, not one written by me, believe it or not. Okay. Um, it's uh, by uh, Kyle Buchanan from The New York Times. He just wrote this terrific oral history called Blood, Sweat, and Chrome. The Wild and True Story of Mad Max Fury Road, which is a terrific book. And if you haven't read it, I, I thoroughly recommend it. And my pick is Mad Max Fury Road. In this wasteland,
3: I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead. A man reduced to a single instinct.
1: Survive.
3: We are not things! We are not things! Where is she taking them? I want them back! They're my property! Oh, what a day! What a lovely day!
0: And I'll tell you why. The, th- this, to me, not only is the movie itself pure adrenaline, but the passion, particularly in, 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 in recent times, where the Oscars have relegated production designers, composers, um, mm-hmm. sound designers, to second-class citizens...
1: Editors
0: editors. 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 which is ridiculous. this is a movie, more than virtually any film I can think of in recent memory, that celebrates all those crafts. The production design is brilliant. The editing is superb and won an Oscar. Um, the 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 um, sound score. design is spectacular. Junkie XL, Tom Hulkenberg's score is fantastic. So all those you know, elevate this movie beyond where it should be. I mean, I know a lot of you are huge fans of Mad Max and the Road Warrior is a huge. I never was a huge fan of Road Warrior. I certainly wasn't a fan of
2: Beyond Thunderdome, so but I it, love that it. It does elevate it beyond
0: Thunderdome. It does. <laughs> I, yes. But I think Fury Road, Road is, is amazing. And, and more than that, Fury Road is a testament to the passion of one man, George Miller, because, of course, this had been something he had been thinking about for years and then they go you know right before 9 11 to africa to shoot it and 20th century fox shuts it down any other director that be it it's done it's done instead he keeps working on it and he manages to after the success of happy feet to resurrect it at warner brothers and then time and time again warner brothers stands in the way they don't understand what he's doing he has two stars who loathe each other you know the, the the studios looking at dailies they don't know what to make of it the money is going you know uh you know through the roof the 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 um, and we know what can happen with these runaway productions but the funny thing is this is a runaway production that wasn't a runaway production he, you know George Miller knew exactly what he was doing but he couldn't necessarily articulate it to anyone until they saw it it truly defines Auteur, in the best sense of the word. So, you know, are there better movies than Fury Road? Absolutely. Are there movies I like better than Fury Road? Yes, for sure. Um, You know, are there better written movies? But there's something about Fury Road that is the ultimate FU to to the corporatization and the um, uh, metization and the algorithmization of the film business. And for that, I embrace it. I celebrate it. I love it. And that's why it's my pick for uh, Thursday on the 430 movie.
4: I think that's a terrific pick. Um, too. I will also say it's notable for me personally because uh, it was the first movie I had seen in focus in 10 years because (laughs) I, uh, I I realized that I actually did need classes and I got them and I went to see Fury Road the day that I got my, uh, my distance glasses and I saw it in focus and I was just blown away by how great, Movies can look when mm-hmm. they're not blurry. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was uh, it was fucking revelatory. But no, it's a, it's a great movie, and it has one of my very favorite action scenes that has no action in it whatsoever. It's uh, is that the
2: time where they're racing through the desert? No, <laughs>
4: it's <laughs> it's it's when Mad Max goes off to uh, to kill a whole lot of bad guys, and we're all sort of waiting with the truck. And then in the distance, oh, and yeah, then yeah, yeah, he yeah, comes yeah. back and he's yeah, like covered yeah, yeah, in like yeah, sand yeah. and other yeah. people's blood and he starts yeah. washing himself off. It's just, it's fantastic. I I love that movie. It's uh, shiny and chrome.
0: The obstacles that were thrown in George Miller's path uh, were just, I mean, and this is a 70-year-old director out in the desert for, you know, seven months or eight months or whatever it was, nine months. I mean, you know, making this, uh, you know insanity. I mean, it's not unlike Hearts of Darkness. You know, and Apocalypse Now, and, it, and it's just cr- you know, it's crazy. Well, it's a little uh, different because it didn't sink a studio. No, that, that's, that's 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 true. Well, no, you, you Apocalypse Now didn't sink a studio. Apocalypse Now did okay. It was Heaven's Gate that sunk United Artists. Uh, Apocalypse Now did okay, pretty close. Yeah, and no, it did okay. It, and it was One from the Heart that killed Coppola after that in oh, eighty yeah. two, not Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse One Now from did very heartbeat. well. One from the heartbeats. That great I, I John Williams score.
1: I, I just want to say, when I, I went into Fury Road, as a a mo- moderate fan of the Mad Max films, I love the Road Warrior. Uh, Mad Max is oh, okay. I'm not a huge fan of Beyond Thunderdome. And uh, I was so blown away by Fury Road. It was the most like relentlessly inventive movie I had seen in years. And just, I was just astounded by the visuals and the the storytelling and the music. And it's just an incredible film. And just about uh, a month ago, I watched all four Mad Max films and this was the one I was looking forward to revisiting the most and it never fails to deliver. Did you watch the black and Chrome version, the black and white version? Not this time around, but the last time I watched it, I did. It's yeah. really good. Yeah, it looks but, great. But I love the white. color design in it, so I I went back to the color because I love yeah. I love his use of color in the film.
0: Yeah, I, I the color version obviously is spectacular. The the black and white version, there's some shots which look just incredible in black and white, but it's not true of the you know it wasn't shot for black and white, so mm-hmm. there's some shots where it doesn't work, but there's shots where it's just you know, you're in awe of it. It looks I mean, like I, I was
1: just laughing in the theater with joy. Like when the the doof, uh, what's his name? The doof, doof warrior, uh, or the warrior doof. comes out with this playing a freaking guitar. Like he's got his own chase music happening with those big Kaito drummers on the back of a dump truck and a well, guitar player. I hadn't yeah.
0: thought of it, but what they said in the book. I forget who says this. It's like you know, the old cavalry charges where yeah. they would play the but instead, you know, in the future it, it's a guy on guitar, you know, at the front That's of hilarious. the attack. Yeah. And, the, which,
1: and that that wide shot of the whole armada racing towards camera with the pole cats on those big poles mm-hmm. sweeping back and forth. I'm like, what am I watching? Yeah. This is amazing.
0: And it's a testament to practical. You yeah, know, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of digital work in there, but the 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 really heavy lifting, the huge stunts, you know, th- those are all, you know, that's all done practically. You, you sit there and marvel at it, and it just shows you when real gravity is involved and in real physics, how much more satisfying that is than a bunch of nonsense CGI. You know, um, I just, I, you know, I I I love the movie. I appreciate the movie when I first saw it, but you know, after reading the book. I appreciate it even more um, and, you know, particularly in light of this draconian uh, uh, academy that they're now blaming on ABC, That's but ridiculous. it's so offensive to all of us who you work in the film business. On,
4: Screw those guys.
0: Yeah, well, I think a lot of people feel that way. And obviously mm-hmm. just today, I think uh, when we're recording Kathleen Kennedy and um, uh, James, James, Cameron. Cameron, James Cameron, you just spoke out against it. it it's, it's just, it's such, it's so dismissive. The, the, you know, we all grew up watching the Oscars. And I think in a way it was part of, you know, uh, helping ferment our love of cinema and, you know, learning about the crafts of making movies and, you know, honoring all these different, um, uh, uh, you know, crafts. And, and and the fact that they would just, you know, because the reality is, that, oh, well, they'll still be there and they'll still be in the broadcast. But of course, they added it down to virtually nothing. And, you know, the chance...
2: All the actors have their own awards show. All the directors have their own awards. The producers have their own awards. This is the only time when members of the crafts can be honored. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. Just, it's just yeah. appalling. And they have
1: the, the frigging Golden Globes, too. I mean, there's all yeah. these stupid exactly. award shows that celebrate actors and directors. But, yeah, the craft, I mean, uh, it, yeah, some of the greatest
0: moments... Come from those speeches from the production designers, and sound designers, and uh, you know, the composers and all these. But stuff. and even if they don't, that's not mm-hmm. the point of the mm-hmm. show. The point mm-hmm.
2: of the show is to honor these other people that we never see. Yeah. They're
1: trying to appeal right. to an audience that doesn't, doesn't that isn't gonna watch anyway. No. So yeah. you, you should steer into the audience that loves films and loves the tech the technology behind it, or you know, the crafts behind it. No,
2: follow the greed.
1: And when, people, when I was a kid, sorry. it
4: was the thing that you know, when I would watch the Oscars, my favorite things were actually watching the craft Oscars. I, I didn't care as much about um, the actors and the directors because when they would show all the craft stuff, it was like, here's the production design. Here's the costume design. Mm-hmm. Like, here's this scene that was edited. Like, here's the score. And to me, that blew my mind because that was the thing that made me realize that, oh, someone makes movies.
0: Mm-hmm. And it just made it more magical to me they created these little video packages that would illustrate what they did, you know, which was so great. And, you know, for us who are a little older than you are, I remember what it was like, you know, begging my parents to let me stay up, you know, past midnight on the East Coast. And, you know, to see, you know, these legendary stars, it wasn't just when Jack Nicholson was sitting in the front row, but, you know, you know, it was still Cary Grant was alive and Alfred Hitchcock. And, you know, sure they were in the winter of their years, you know, Katherine Hepburn, Henry Fonda, I mean, it was like, all these stars. And it was like, it was something really, really special. And also, you know, these great Chuck Workman montages that would celebrate the history of film. And I have to say, you know, I know everybody says, oh, last year was like, each year is the worst Oscars. Last year was truly the worst Oscar ceremony. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't because of the pandemic. The fact is, there was no effort to pay tribute to any movie like before 2005, you know, I mean, there's no sense of Hollywood history, no sense of glamour. And here they were in Union Station. It seemed like the perfect chance to go vintage and go said they were doing shtick with Glenn. I don't even know what they were doing. I'm trying to put yeah, it on my head. It was awful. Yeah. And it
4: was yeah, it was it, it's just it has become a, a shadow of its former self.
0: You know, and I love that, you know, if you go to the Academy website, they have a lot of these old Oscar ceremonies you can stream and you go back. It's like, oh, my God, this was Hollywood. You know, this was glamour. And it's funny because my pick almost was the Oscar, you know, <laughs> because I'm so indignant. I say, what could what what can you besmirch the Oscars? What puts more mud on the Oscars than watching the Oscar? And uh, but, you know, I. Ultimately- but the funny part about it is that
2: Hollywood isn't even in Hollywood anymore. So. The whole thing is fizzling away. The the industry is uh, dissolving right in front of our eyes. So it's I think it's just a it's a symptom of the whole disease.
0: Honestly, I hope not. I hope movies still mean something to people. I hope after the pandemic, people still go and seek films out on the big screen. So, too. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll we'll see to be continued. But on that note, um, Friday, that brings us to Friday. And I wonder (laughs) if there is possibly a consensus pick for
4: uh, I have a suggestion that I think encapsulates and it is only in the context of this is the 430 movie. This is the best of the 430 movie. And in the spirit of something that kind of grabs everything that we've we've always talked about, that um, that comes back again and again and again as a template for our conversations, for our jokes, for our gentle jibes. You already picked Cloak and Dagger. I did pick Cloak and Dagger, but for Friday I'm suggesting
1: (laughs) The Muppet Muppet Movie.
4: movie. (laughs) I mean, come on, Mm,
2: man.
1: (laughs) Well, Mm. it's got uh, Muppets. It's got old Hollywood stars. It's about uh, going to Hollywood. Orson Wells.
2: Being manipulated
0: by unknown forces. <laughs> it got Orson Welles. So, you know, from Citizen Kane to the Muppet movie. Um
1: Yes, always. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Prepare the standard rich and famous contract.
2: <sighs> <sighs>
1: Mark think, is not I convinced. Think,
2: <laughs> I think it's, a, it's an interesting suggestion. I think I need to hear other suggestions. However. Yes.
0: Anyone, Citizen oh Kane. My gosh. <laughs> Fun, anyone, Citizen Kane, which is truly is the best of the four thirty. The Muppet, Citizen Kane. Muppets. Wow, well, that would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> See, and that's why the Muppet movie needs no. to be the but best. But no, look, the Muppet movie—you know—is a wonderful movie, and it's given us so much. It's not a great movie. The Muppet movie is a better idea than it is yeah. a
1: movie.
2: I mean, all this like stuff. this
1: podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself,
0: Wednesday. Yeah, That's you, know, right. <laughs> you know, or we're gonna go with Turkish Star Wars. Um and not you know, a bad suggestion. Look, I think you know, Apocalypse Now, The Godfather, Godfather 2. Well, or Planet of the Apes week. Planet of the Apes,
1: Apes, Apes itself. You know, um or we, we could pick something I just watched a couple weeks ago, the Godfather saga the Godfather epic.
0: But that was for TV. That was you
1: the novel
4: for TV. TV is not eligible. Well, if we're gonna go there. Right, if if the four thirty movie encapsulates kind of the the love of uh, our collective love of of film and movies, you say the Muppet Godfather,
2: I'm going to get. I'm going to say the
4: Muppet Godfather. No, I'm going to suggest one of two things: either A Star Wars, which I'm a little bit mm, about, or B, like Raiders of the Lost Ark, which is just a great goddamn movie. Which, in many ways, as a movie, celebrates everything that we would love about the 4:30 movie as a concept.
0: I'd rather go with Raiders than the Muppet movie. I think. I mean, I yeah. love Raiders. Um, yeah, so do I. So I mean, is, uh, it, let's see. Steven Soderbergh. It, it you know it gives some balance to the force here because we have um, you know we've you know James Bridges serious drama. We have a, you know, musical. We have, I don't know what the hell. Ashley. Is. <laughs> yeah, um, Fury Rose sci-fi, post-apocalypse. So, I mean, there is something interesting about, you know, picking Raiders, which is a fantastic adventure movie in the spirit of things like Gunga Din. And, uh, you know, it's a good, and, wholesome, fun and, adventure. And uh, King Solomon's Minds. <laughs> what about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? We don't need movies. That, that's for movies about feet week. Movies <laughs> about feet week.
4: That's hey that you know what that's a that's a theme right there, man.
1: Uh, my left down.
4: foot is uh, uh... <laughs>
0: the
1: red shoes.
0: <laughs> Muppet left foot. Uh... <laughs> oh my god, can you hey, see the big move, the shape. big Lebowski with them kidnapping Miss Piggy and taking her toe? That'd be great. Oh, <laughs> I, oh, I, I can get you a hoof. Oh yeah. my God! So who, who's who, who's who's the big Lebowski, and who's who's the other Lebowski? Fozzie is the big Lebowski. Oh God! Yes, absolutely. It really ties the room
2: together. Yeah, you realize uh, that you're making the case
4: right now for the Muppet. No, Muppet. I'm making the case for the
2: Muppet Lebowski. No, the Muppet Lebowski. <laughs> um, I think that uh, I think that Rolf has to be uh, uh, John Goodman.
0: Oh my god, Rolf! You think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Market Zero.
1: Or, or would that be Sam the Eagle? Steve's right. Yeah. Yeah. Sam the Eagle. Sam the Eagle. He's big, he's
0: imposing, he has that deep baritone. <laughs> he's big, he's imposing, that deep baritone. You're <laughs> out of your element. You're out of your element. And you ever have the stranger
3: in the ass?
0: <laughs> does that make Jesus
2: like uh, Kermit? No. No,
4: you can't no, do that. No. To Jesus
1: is gonna you in the ass, man. Kermit rolls.
2: Kermit Kermit Ooh. is the rich Lebowski. No, no, that's no. probably
0: Statler. Oh yeah, that gotta be Statler. <laughs> oh my god, Statler and Waldorf.
1: <laughs> they'd be so. They're great. brothers. The Lebowski, oh, Lebowski oh, brothers. Beaker is definitely that's Steve Buscemi. So or daughter or, is Steve or actually,
0: yes, Statler can be that guy. And then who's um, who, you know, what's his uh, name? Kermit ben Kermit Kermit is Jackie Trehorn. Oh, Jackie Kermit Treehorn. is Jackie yeah. Treehorn. That's great. I was gonna say, you know, Satler and Waldorf, one of them could be, but Kermit's better as Jackie Treehorn. He's a good man and Sarah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, that should be, you know who that should be? Um yeah. what's, her, what's name? her name? Janine. Janice, Janice, Janice. Janice. Janice from the band. Oh, for sure. <laughs> He's a good man.
2: Well, too. no, no, she should be, she should be the wife. Yeah. Janice should be the wife. Yeah. No, Miss Piggy's the wife. No, Miss no, Piggy, should, Piggy be. should
1: be the
2: the daughter. Yeah, exactly. No, because she has tar- a bigger role tar- and she's the, more entertaining. Tara Reid. No, no. Tara Reid is hardly in the movie.
0: Yeah, you don't Who think? Cares that, about but they would. Penis. But you want to take
2: Miss Piggy? Maud mud is Miss Piggy.
0: Maud is yeah. Miss Piggy. Ah, yeah. interesting. I could go for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wow, I so want to see this movie. I thought and, I wanted to see
1: but, and, but Sam Elliott is still Sam Elliott. Yeah, he's exactly. The, he's the he's one special human, human oh, guest. He's stuff. the one you no and, my, uh, my, uh, Michael Fozzie, Kane is Sam Elliott. He got his book so much.
0: <laughs> Sam Elliott, yeah, yeah. Apparently, as long as there is <laughs> no uh, themes that I'm Florida the would disapprove of. <laughs> my Fozzie is terrible. Oh my god, Sam Elliott as, and Sam Elliott as, as Sam, Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God, the fuzzy, crazy dude! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Have it your way.
0: Well, and who plays John Polito, the, the 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 you know the other detective, the Seamus, the Seamus? I'm a dick I'm working in shifts. <laughs> we got this. We got this, guys. We got this. I got the whole Cone Brothers oeuvre done with Muppets.
1: It's scooter, scooter. Uh,
0: By the way, did you watch the tragedy of uh, of Macbeth on Apple?
2: Not yet. I, I accidentally watched the
0: comedy Macbeth. The comedy version. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's stunning, it's stunning, <laughs> stunning, stunningly shot. Okay, well, guys, um, we got to decide. So, what's it going to be? It, uh, you know, it actually could be the real Big Lebowski. Could be. We haven't had picked any Coen brothers movies. And The Big Lebowski is kind of about... What about No Country for Old Men? Uh, Great movie,
4: but doesn't feel quite quite on point. Right? Like, in that respect, I would go more for, I mean, back to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Because I feel like either we need, for Friday, to to do something that uh, encapsulates this podcast, encapsulates everything that we love about films... Um, or is kind of a says something funny. I will make
0: the case for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because I feel it's an elegy for the age of Hollywood that is lost that we love so much that we celebrate here. But you could also make that case for Sunset Boulevard or Ed Wood. Yeah,
2: Mm -hmm. but these are both black and white films that the younger people probably won't be able to identify with.
4: Well, that's their point. That's right. Unlike Mad Max Fury Road, Blood and Chrome Edition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. It left with so many
2: difficult choices. Oh God. Oh man. Oh God. Oh, oh God. yeah. <laughs> tough, guys,
1: <laughs> tough guys don't dance. There you go. Tough guys don't dance. We gotta pick some Friday. Well, we, we 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 have picked Raiders of the Lost Ark at least twice on the show.
0: At you least know, but it, it's all it's an, a whole new ball game here on the 430 movie.
1: That's what I'm, I'm not, saying. You know, the, is it is it is it a good pick for since we have picked it twice. That's why
4: we're picking the natural. <laughs> um the movie is so nice. Should it be Welcome the Oscar? The major,
2: Mr. Hobb. I, yeah. I think we gotta I think we gotta talk about the Oscar on the Oscars show.
0: Yeah, okay. If we do an Oscar
2: show, I mean we may, we've done We're two gonna Oscar do an Oscar show. Oh, we, yeah, we, we are. We, 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 we're gonna thing. talk about
0: editing and
2: production design and composers. We're gonna talk about everything but the goddamn actors.
4: Yeah, screw those guys. <laughs> Except Michael K. <Kay. laughs> <laughs> <Well, okay. laughs>
2: Well, James retired, so... Yeah, that's right. That means he only does
0: two movies a year. <laughs> Both of them with Michael K. Um, what about The Wild Bunch for Friday? I mean,
4: sure. It's except so not names it's, now now it's just like movies that we think are great as yeah. opposed to the 4.30 what movie. What
0: about our favorite Christmas movies? No, okay, so we want to we sum up the 4.30 movie. Steve said the Muppet movie, which was a really interesting... No, actually actually said had, oh, Ashley said it. the Muppet movie. We then threw out uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. We talked about um, um, we didn't talk about Casablanca, um, Raiders, Raiders, of The Lost Ark was in the mix. Star Wars was in the mix. Um,
1: well, we're not we're not uh, curing rocket science here. We're uh, <laughs> Gonna, surgery. You know, I, I, I do like the idea of the Muppet movie because it is a good movie. It's a fun movie, and it does kind of encapsulate an, an element of the uh, podcast. Showbiz. And showbiz.
0: Showbiz and pup. Maybe we should pick a movie about standing up to uh, fascism. Like the Muppet or movie. Like the Muppet movie. <laughs> I won't be picking from Russia with Love, I'll tell you that. Um, What... Uh,
1: Inglorious M- Bastards. <laughs> they killed Hitler. Spoiler um, alert! What? They kill Hitler tonight on Inglorious Bastards.
0: Tonight
4: <laughs> in the, the 4.30 thirty movie.
0: Um, this shouldn't be that difficult. Folks. No, I I, 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 I guess we should. I guess we should go with the the uh, the Puppet movie. I guess. Hollywood, the pot of gold at the rainbow's end.
1: Hey, we're all going to Hollywood. You want to come with us? Hollywood.
3: It's time to grab your pack, stick out your thumb, and hit a ride for the adventure of your life. Hey, wait for me! It's Jim Henson's The Muppet Movie. I'm moving right along.
2: Foot loose and fancy free. You know, I hear this movie is dynamite.
3: It's a story of the open road where hopeful hitchhikers come by the
2: carload. One of No I'm on my way to New York City to try to break into public television.
3: There's Fozzie at the wheel.
2: A bear in his natural habitat. A Studebaker.
3: Kermit guiding the way. Turn left if you come to a fork in the road. Fork in the road. I don't believe that. And a roadside distraction named Miss Piggy. Wow. Hogging the spotlight. Here we I can't you. Ah. Now it's all aboard. Everybody on to Hollywood. Oh. As the Muppets hit the jackpot. Prepare the standard rich and famous contract work. The frog and, company. and Hollywood stars get into the act. Milton Berle, Richard Pryor, Bob Hope, Steve Martin, and others. Would you taste it for us, please? Excellent choice. And now, Hollywood will
2: never be the same.
1: Stand by. Here we go. Yeah.
0: You know, for, movie. Sure, you know, for it, kids, it,
2: it leaves those other great movies available to be used again.
0: Well, we, right. we can use we can anything, the, the, we, we reinvented the show, we can use that's everything right. is eligible. We don't In need which, days. Well, not, a, not
2: the ones from tonight, yeah, that's right.
4: So, and as look, it's and there are plenty of other Muppet movies. When are those? Are we going to talk about it?
0: It's, uh, it's a very 430 movie thing. I mean, I feel like we got the Wizard of Oz, uh, you know, it's kind of like. So There's we're gonna no have Muppets the Muppet movies there. too, but okay. No yeah. in there. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll go along with it. I'm not excited yeah. about it, but I'll go along with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I'm much more excited about Muppet Big Lebowski. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's why. The, you know, that to me is it's the, the gift that keeps on giving. Okay. Well, tell us what we've won Monday <laughs> on the fourth day
1: movie. Steve's pick. Monday, it's John Houseman in 1973's The Paper Chase.
0: Darren, on Tuesday? Tuesday, it's everybody in The Wizard of Oz. Wednesday, Ashley's back with...
4: Abney Coleman and Henry Thomas star in the Richard Franklin film of a
0: Tom Holland script. 1984's Cloak and Dagger. Thursday it's sand and more sand and I'm not talking about Lawrence of Arabia it's Fort Gary Road it's and coarse and it gets everywhere <laughs> and Friday like children we finish up the week with the muppet movie the muppet movie <laughs> and uh, we got some uh, we got we got, a, we got a bridge we got rainbow connection coming to you all season long we got some great shows planned we hope you'll stick with us we appreciate the support and I got to say before we uh, before we leave you uh thank you everyone who has uh uh, you know uh, sent um uh, tweets and and posts and in person we we uh Darren and I recently did a couple of public appearances at the Skirball everyone who who told us how much they missed the 430 movie and how anxious they were for it to return um we're sorry it took so long it was a long hiatus but uh thankfully we've all been very busy and and uh also recording our other podcast, Steve and Ashley with Cartoon Barroom, Darren and I and Ashley with um Inglorious Trexports and an entirely different podcast, experts Briefing Room, on occasion. Um, so, uh, but we're so grateful that we have such a loyal and such a great audience that continues to grow. The 4:30 movie. Thanks for your patience, yeah, and You're thank welcome. you so much for your patience. We're we're thrilled to be back and bringing you a whole new season of uh, fantasy theme weeks, and we have some great ones planned. So uh, until. Next week, right, and
1: let me just interject at, if I might interject at this juncture. If any of our listeners have a suggestion for a theme week, please tweet it at us, and we will duly consider it. That's you right. do that at four thirty movie. The, you can do that at four
0: thirty movie podcast on Twitter, the four thirty movie on Instagram, or at the four thirty movie on Facebook. Or you can always
2: take the advice of Griffin Mill. Keep it to yourself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the player. <laughs> what about the player for Friday? <laughs> Too late. Come on. Too late. That's it's over. too late. We've already committed. It's over. We committed to this unwise course. of. It's un- over, Johnny. Course of action. How do you define unwarranted? Uh, okay, <laughs> so anyway, um, we want to thank Mark Rivera, our great sound engineer, Bill Ritter, our executive sound engineer, our producers, Peter Holstron, Alan Miscelli, uh, Zach Raggett, and, uh, of course, all of you for tuning in once again as we begin season five of the 430 movie. Until then... Eyewitness News starts now. This show was produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.